0: welcome to the all people's equipping podcast i think we can all agree that making decisions is one of life's biggest opportunities and also challenges how we make godly decisions determines the course of our life in these next two episodes you're going to hear robert herbert Pastor of All People's Church, introduce a decision making tool called the Decision Making Compass, which is all about making decisions God's way. So, how many of you have, if I say the, the personal decision making compass, know what I'm talking about? Would you raise your hand? Great. Okay. So, about half of you. So, we're going to, we're going to review that. Here is why decision making is so important there will actually be a judgment for the decisions you made on earth. So we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account for how we lived. And so that is so important to, to realize theologically that our decisions don't just impact your life on earth, which if you really think about it, your life is a series of decisions, right? That is what your life is is a series of decisions, right? Where did I decide to live? Who did I decide to be friends with? Did I decide to give my life to Jesus? That's the biggest decision of life. Do I decide to submit to his authority? Who did I decide to marry? Do, how many children did I decide to have? Or what did I decide my vocation would be? So you see, your life is a series of decisions. And, and there, there are different studies that show that we make thousands of decisions a day. And so what I want to what I want to talk to you about is the biblical manner of decision making. So there are these four different key components of making biblical decisions. So I want by the end of this teaching tonight for you to be able to say I have, a, I have a way of evaluating every decision, and then I, I want you to challenge people that are your friends that are in this church when they say, okay, I'm about to make this big life decision, I want you to say, have you compassed that? Have you done the decision-making compass and actually taken it through that process? Because I see people making huge decisions just by uh, mere emotion or maybe just one one little sign they might think might be from God or something that one person said. And it's much more, the the Bible gives us a much more comprehensive way of making decisions. So we're going to draw out, and I want everyone drawing this, the decision-making compass. So I spent a lot of time in the outdoors growing up. And anytime we went out into the woods hiking on long hikes or hunting, my dad always had a compass. A compass always, the needle always points where? Right. It points north. It's always going to point north. Here's the needle. It's always going to point north because of the earth's magnetic field on it. And a compass has a magnetic needle. So you're always lining it north. And so what always stays the same Is the written word of God. So 2 Timothy 3:16 talks about the Word of God. The Word of God is living and active. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. It separates between soul and spirit. So so many times we're making soulish decisions. If we have the word of God, we can make a decision based on the truth. So every decision, you're you're women, you're going, Am I gonna date this guy? Well, the first thing you're going, okay, let me look at the Bible. Bible says, don't be unequally yoked, right? And so you're like, oh, I'm not going to date an unbeliever because dating is for marriage. And so it's just boom, right there, easy. Okay. Um, Hey, should I take this job? Okay. Well, actually the Bible talks about being above reproach and this job, this, this, this company has some shady practices, right? Or this doesn't line up with biblical morality. So boom, easy decision right there. So, We're looking at the Bible, and so you process everything. So every time you have a decision to make, the first thing you're doing is saying, does this align with the written word of God? That is the first thing. This is our due north. So the first thing you're always asking. So, right, you've heard me challenge a lot of people for moving. Is moving evil? Of course it's not evil. But what is the reason you're moving? So people are saying, well, I want to move here um, because, you know, it's more comfortable. Okay, let's go to the Word of God. Is that why we move? Right, no. Seek first the kingdom of and his righteousness, unless you pick up your cross and deny yourself. So, um, But someone's saying, you know, another reason to move, you look and you're like, oh, very biblical. Oh, I, yeah, God's calling me to that people. The Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. I'm, I am called in this season to go take care of my my sick mother. Okay, you know, that would be a biblical reason. So you're seeing these different things. So does it line up with the Word of God? All right, south. So what what is the other point that we're looking at? The next thing that i like to talk about is the voice of the Spirit. So throughout the book of Acts, you'll hear, you'll see the disciples say, then the Spirit spoke to them. Or John 5.19, you can write down this reference. There, you know, it, It's this question like, why did Jesus go into the pool of Beth- Bethsaida? There's a bunch of, of paralyzed and crippled people, and he healed this one sp- specific person. And he says, the Son only does what he sees the Father doing. The Father reveals it to him, and, and so he follows that. John chapter 10, my sheep hear my voice. The book of Acts is a story of the disciples hearing God and going, set apart for me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work, Acts chapter 13, for the work I've called them to. So the voice of the Spirit, now this comes in numerous ways, right? So this is the intuitive voice. This is me waiting on the Lord each day. So every day in my time with the Lord, I have a certain spot. So I you guys know I, I spend my Bible time, and then I get out and do a, this loop that I hike every morning. And there is a certain rock that I sit on, and I wait in silence for several minutes every day, just asking the Lord to speak, so putting that practice of listening to the Lord. And then I write down what he says, but this is also dreams. So Kendall has the dream map book. I ask the Lord to speak to me in dreams, so God God was revealing something to me this past week. I've been asking God to give me dreams. He revealed something to me, a, a, a strategic move for our college ministry through a dream. Had all kinds of dreams about different things. And so I'll write down that's another way the Spirit speaks to us, right? Maybe you get a prophetic word from someone. That is another way the Spirit speaks. Okay, you have a vision. That's another way. The Spirit speaks. You have just a real strong, you're like, wow, I feel a real pull, or there was a real anointing on this thing in this message. That is the Spirit speaking. So you write those down. And that is another thing. And, and what I, I'm wanting to show you is that we actually, on big decisions, we're going to combine all of these. Then they're all, they're all going to align together. All right. Then the next one is community. In the book of Acts, they said it was good with the Holy Spirit and us. Okay, so there was this communal way. You you look throughout the scripture that the community, they're worshiping the Lord, Acts chapter 13, they're worshiping the Lord and fasting, and the Holy Spirit speaks to a community, and they send out Paul and Barnabas on this journey together. Okay. Scripture's very clear, Proverbs 13, about wise counsel. There's a bunch of Proverbs about seeking wise counsel. <laughs> the basic summary is you're wise if you take counsel, you're dumb if you don't. That's the message, the Robert message version. There's wisdom in the, in the presence of many counselors is what Scripture says. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. So someone's making a big decision, I always ask them, okay, who have you sought counsel from? Never make a decision without seeking counsel. So this is both community, this is your, and I want to say this is your godly community, because you can get, you can always find someone to agree with what you want to do, right? Hey, should I kill this person? Absolutely, I hate them, (laughs) right? So this is godly community, and this is also leaders, so I've been committed through my life to, to not do something unless the, the, the leaders around me agreed and, and bless it. So many of you heard the story about me saying, hey, I want to, I felt feeling called to go to San Diego, bring that to my leader. And he's like, no, don't do that. I don't want you to do that. The next week he's like, if you're going to plant a church, plant in College Station. So I'm like, oh. Okay, well, I, but I really think this is the Lord. Just one second. I really think this is the Lord. So what we did was a 30-day journal. And by doing this journal, and this is one of the things I want to introduce to you tonight, is a 30-day journal for making a big decision. After that, not only did I have so many other things, but when I came back to my leaders, they were all unanimously like, yes, this is, this is the Lord. And so even, in the, even though in the beginning, my leader was like, no, I don't want you to do that after he had time to actually spend time seeking and praying he's like yes this is this is it and so there is why because the scripture says that god gives us leaders who give an account for our life so god gives wisdom through our leaders and so having community what i so when i heard i heard the lord very clearly so i was evaluating should i date or should i marry Stephanie Herman, okay? And so even, even before I took her out, I went and just sought counsel. I sought counsel from my, my best friend, who is a godly, my, two of my closest friends, I sought counsel from two of my leaders. Hey, what do you think? They were like, yeah. Well, one of them said, you don't have to, but you'd be stupid if you didn't. So it was all lining up that way. I did that. So then I hear, so I, we start dating. Halfway through my dating, about at six months, Actually, God's, I, I was surprised by this, but God spoke, you're going to marry Stephanie and she'll be a wonderful mother of boys. Okay, isn't that interesting? We end up having three boys and a girl. She's done good with a girl too. <laughs> I heard it so clearly. I mean, I can tell you the, the exact spot I was under a specific tree on Sanibel Island, Florida. I wasn't even seeking it out. And then then God showed me, I said, God, if that's you, like, confirm it, and he gave me a, a two specific dates, a date to propose and a date to get married. Very, very specific. Now, does this always happen? Of course not. But what I'm trying to tell you is I had it that clear, and I still went and talked to my community. I took it to my, my, two, my two closest friends again, they were godly guys. I took it to my two leaders again, and then I took it to my parents, who are were, who were godly parents, and sought all their counsel, even after I heard that clearly. And we did get engaged on that day and did get married on that day. So I'm trying to show you how committed I am to walking in community because I know that every human is fallible and we can all be deceived and we can all be taken by our emotions. I'm not, I'm not saying you have to do this, but I've been committed because of the depth of trust I've had with my leaders. I've been committed to wait even for years until that those, those leaders have felt that way until, because I knew like, Hey, these people love Jesus. And if we can continue to pray and seek the Lord about that, I I believe these, these, if we're all really seeking the Lord. So here's what I'm not saying. I'm not trying to give an opportunity for leaders to control you. And so, you know, you're a, freshman in college in this room and your sophomore life group leader is really challenging you on something. I'm not 100% the sophomores correct, but if Joe Rhodes is really challenging you on something, I'm probably going to, you know, in the end, you you have to do what the Lord is speaking to you. But I want to challenge you. I've, I've found very few times, more like one out of a 100 And and maybe it'll be one leader that disagrees, but that's why we also have numerous leaders in this church. We're not a just a Moses church. It's not just about Robert and you know what I'm saying. That's a cult, right? Is when it's one person has all the power. That's why we we have tons of leaders and tons of life group leaders and tons of coaches over them and pastors over them and you know. So there are numerous leaders to go to. And so I would encourage you on the biggest life decisions seek the counsel of more than one leader.